Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,189. All right, look, I'm not going to do 40 episodes on the 40 short stories in From a Certain Point of View, the 40th anniversary book recounting the story of the original Star Wars movie from a variety of different perspectives. But I'll tell you, I'm already three stories in, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Punch it, Chewie. I'm Amy Rathwith with Lattes with Leia, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And they really have put their best foot forward with the From a Certain Point of View collection of short stories, retelling the story of Star Wars from a variety of perspectives. The first three stories are written by Gary Whitta, Christy Golden, and Ken Liu. And just in case you need the refreshers, Gary Whitta, of course, is a writer for Star Wars Rebels and wrote the first pass at the Rogue One script. Obviously, he's not having any problem with Lucasfilm because he's still getting gigs writing Rebels and writing short stories. So, yeah, not that hard to work with Lucasfilm, I don't think. And Christy Golden, of course, has written the novels, oh gosh, just flew out of my head. Oh yeah, Dark Disciple, thank you. And Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad, right? Those are her contributions to the Star Wars canon. And Ken Liu has not had as much of an influence just yet, but he's about to, because he's the guy who penned the Legends of Luke Skywalker book that is coming soon. And the stories for those three, that would be Ramus by Gary Witta and The Bucket by Christy Golden and The Sith of Data Work by Ken Liu, they all take place during the opening of Star Wars, which is to say the capture of Princess Leia's Corellian Corvette. Now, if you wanted every single possible minute for Star Wars to have been covered in its entirety, then look no further than Ramus, because Ramus covers that brief bit of time in between the end of Rogue One and the beginning of A New Hope. So with Witta's story, you get a picture of the rebel side of the equation. And with Christy Golden's story, you get the imperial perspective, but not of the capture of her corvette, but actually of the capture of Princess Leia herself as the main character of the short story that Christy Golden writes is the stormtrooper who shot Princess Leia on stun. So I have to say, you know, when I heard about the project, I did have my initial doubts and wondered, okay, are they going to be able to find interesting characters to talk about? And they certainly have for a start. And more importantly, characters that have interactions with the main characters. And so that really kind of grounds it in a place of interest, right? And something that you would say, okay, yeah, I would be interested in reading this because it's actually reflecting upon the characters that I know and love. It's as much about them as it is about these minor players. And then, of course, I'm just about to blow that entirely out of the water <laughs> and talk about Ken Lose the Sith of Data Work, which is rather a funny and dry short story, and it addresses something that has plagued Star Wars fans for many, many years. And that has to do with the decision by Imperial Gunners not to shoot out of space the escape pod that contained 3PO and R2 in the stolen Death Star plans. There's a gunnery captain named Bolvin 
who made the call on not shooting at the escape pod, and there is a bureaucratic reason why he made that decision. And the grilling that this gunnery Captain Bolvin gets from the fleet logistics liaison, that would be a character named Arvira, is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, it, it has some of this classic stuff, like he says, are we trying to conserve lasers now? Like, as he's trying to dig into why Bolvin gave the order not to fire on the thing. So, yeah, there's good funny stuff in that story. And, you know, I had to go look ahead in a way because once I realized that the characters that they were going to be covering in these stories were characters that actually had some associations with the main characters, I got even more excited about the book. And so I went to Wikipedia to see how they were doing with the tracking of all the stories and who the featured characters were in those stories. They don't have everything listed there, but the list of ones that they have that are going to be coming up in the book here is actually rather awesome, and it's not as random or... Uh, oh, gosh, what's the word that just ran out of my head again? Oh, this is twice in one podcast. This is crazy. Uh, they're not as obscure. That's what I mean to say. They're not as obscure as you might expect. For example, there's going to be one from Biggs's point of view. There's going to be one from Aunt Beru's point of view. Boba Fett is going to factor in, as we all know, since John Hamm is doing the voice for the audio recording. We're going to have Darth Sidious here, and it's specifically Darth Sidious, not Palpatine. So I'm really kind of interested to see how that plays out. Mon Mothma will be here. Qui-Gon Jinn, very intriguing. Will of Tarkin, of course. And let's see who else. Uh, Brea Organa, so Princess Leia's mom is represented here. Yoda, Obi-Wan, Lando. Lando is going to be a part of this whole foo So, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out where he is. His story is called The Angle, and it's written by Charles Sewell, who wrote the Lando limited series. So he definitely has a great feel for Lando's voice. I think that one's going to be a riot, personally. And I'm saying that, like, sight unseen, okay? So, yeah. I'm going to have to figure out how to share all these with you because I definitely want to to some degree, but I also don't want to drive you crazy. So maybe I'll just start up a short story Sunday or something like that, and we'll take a few weeks at a time and uh, see what we can learn about from a certain point of view. Anyway, that's going to do it for this portion of the podcast, but I had something I wanted to share with you about Return of the Jedi since I just had a chance to check it out again after the break, so stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. 7com slash TFA. Welcome back. So the thing I wanted to say about Return of the Jedi, I mean, I enjoy the heck out of it. Like, it doesn't hold up sometimes. Like, the special effects for all of Lucas's tinkering in 97, you know, it still looks like the 90s. Like, it doesn't look as good as it does today. I feel like 
it would be great if Lucas decided to make, I know this probably seems heretical to even suggest, but if there was another special edition that upgraded the special effects to what we would have in 2017, I mean, it's the 20th anniversary of the special edition, so wouldn't it be funny if there was a special special edition or something like that? Anyway, I think the thing, though, that just struck me again, and it does pretty much every time, and I think I kind of forget it, from viewing to viewing, but Ian McDiarmid is just fantastic as the Emperor. I mean, him sitting in his chair, like, closing his eyes and smiling as he's telling Luke, I can feel your anger. Like, oh my gosh, no one owns a scene like Ian McDiarmid does as he's playing the Emperor. He is just so fantastic. And so that has me jazzed about the short story that's going to feature Darth Sidious in here, too. And in fact, probably that's one of the reasons why I like Lords of the Sith, the Paul Kemp novel that came out a couple of years ago. And this is not a knock on Paul Kemp. Don't get me wrong or anything like that. It's just simply that I'm a rebel fan more than an Imperial fan, right? So already I was not necessarily rooting for Palpatine and Vader, but he did a great job in putting Palpatine's voice into my head. So you know, kudos to Paul Kemp for that. So, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't rooting for his heroes of the story, but he did a great job with it. And Kemp is actually represented in from a certain point of view, though his story is featuring Dex Tyree, who was Gold Two, part of the Rebels attacking the Death Star. All right, I'm going to stop here for today, and I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you ride your tauntaun past the first marker, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a forced ghost vision, it's destiny unleashed. not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.